Pastor Michael E. Tan. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly E. Tan, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael Eaton. That's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com or podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem or through our Women of the Mind, Faith, Place, Other ministries all on the internet now let's get into this great church and this great pastor this 122 years of faithful service amen give god a hand clap of praise amen amen and before i go on we want to recognize all these other men of god uh, Reverend Johnson, Reverend McNeil, my friend, Reverend Dr. Plunkett, hey man, my other friend and, and enemy, <laughs> Reverend Russian, he asked me who did I want to introduce me and I kind of hesitated because he makes such a big deal about me. <laughs> <laughs> he makes such a such a big deal, but I'm just a little old me. Hello, somebody. <laughs> I thought if we just gave him, let him know five minutes uh, beforehand, we we were safe. <laughs> but I thank you. <laughs> Amen and amen. And Reverend, Reverend Ford and Reverend John, we have come today to celebrate this great anniversary. Amen. Amen. Um, also, we always like to recognize Sister Eton, uh, that beautiful lady in the hat right there waving a hand. Everybody know who you are. <laughs> Amen. They may not know who I am, but they know Sister Eton. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Uh, before we get into the word, I, I want us to to stand, and I, I like to get Deacon Jones to lead us out in a, a whole 100, and, and then we're going to get into the text. Amen? Amen. Deacon Jones, you lead us out.
your Bibles. We're going to look at Exodus chapter 3. We're going to back up to verse 7. Read down to 15. I'm reading from the NIV. Exodus chapter 3, verse 7 through 15, reading from the NIV. And it reads as following. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I've heard their crying out because of their slave drivers and I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hands of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the home of the Canaanite, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Pedrasites, the Havites and the Jabites, Jebusites, that's right. Jabites, Jebusites, whatever. <laughs> they ites. <laughs> Verse 9. <laughs> and now the cry of the Israelites have reached me, and I have seen the way the Egyptians have opposing them. So now, go. I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. Yes. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And the Lord said, I will be with you. And this will be the sign to you it is that I who sent you, when you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. And Moses said to God, Suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, The Lord of your fathers have sent me to you, and they asked me, who is his name? Then what shall I tell them? God said to Moses, I am, I'm going to use the King James, that I am. He said, I am who I am, and this is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent you or sent me to you. And God also said to Moses, say to the Israelites, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Jacob, and the God of Isaac has sent me to you. And this is my name forever, the name that you shall call me from generation to generation. You may be seated in the household of the Lord. Your, your theme today is God is. God is. And that's the title of this message, God is, subtitled, All 
I need. All I need. God is all I need. Hello, somebody. Most of you can remember the song that was sung back in the day by Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell. Terrell, what was it? Terrell? Terrell, like Terrell's first name? Terrell? Okay. <laughs> it's before my time, before my time. I <laughs> but I know the song, okay? <laughs> and the words of the song talks about, you're all I need to get by. <laughs> you're all I need. To get by, and it was a song that was re-recorded by everybody and their grandmama. Hello, somebody. Anita, uh, 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 I think uh, Diana Ross recorded it, and Aretha Franklin, and and I think Mary J. Back a few years back. And it's funny how we ascribe to people what we should only ascribe to God. Hello, somebody. Because God is all I need to get by. <laughs> That's all right. God is all I need to get by. So we look in the text today, we see a man who uh, was out uh, minding his own business after he had left Egypt. Enjoying his own freedoms. Uh, he is a man that was raised up in Egypt. As a matter of fact, some called him a prince of Egypt. Uh, we know Moses, when uh, the Pharaoh was trying to kill all the Israelite children, his mother came up with a plan. And to make the long story short, he ended up being raised by Pharaoh's daughter, and uh, and he was literally, some say, a prince of Egypt. Uh, but he was also knew his roots. He was he was down for the cause in the hood. He, he he didn't forget where he came from. He his people was always with, uh, or his heart was always with the people. So much so that he saw one of his brothers being misused and uh, abused and he jumped in and he killed an Egyptian. Hello, somebody. This is where his life got complicated because he began to become a, a fugitive, if you would, a, a modern-day Richard Campbell who, who was on the run because of what he did. Uh, yes, he was a fugitive, and he, and he ran, and he had spent most of his time down there in the desert. Uh, and he had went on with his life, married, had a family, and uh, oh, everything was going good and everything was going nice until one day he looked up on that mountain and he saw that burning bush. Uh, hello, somebody. He saw that burning bush. Uh, oh, and God had, uh, oh, a purpose for his life. God had a plan for his life. And he just didn't want him to be a sheep herder. He would have to uh, literally herd the people of God. And by the time we reach this point in the text and God is trying to commission him to, to do what he had called him to do. He had a problem with the commission of God. And then he posed the question, Lord, after all of those years, you would have thought that anybody who was qualified to go back and speak to the Egyptian, you would have thought it would have been him, but he had been, oh, too, spent too much time alone in the, in the wilderness, uh, oh, with the sheep. He had forgot that he was educated there in Egypt. Uh, he had forgot he was a son of Egypt, uh, and now he was just, uh, oh, a lonely sheep herder. And God called that lonely sheep herder to, oh, to go out and 
to let his people go. Oh, and many of you right now are listening at the sound of my voice. You may be a lonely sheep herder. And you've been away from it so long that you, that you don't think that you're qualified. You, you don't think that it's your time to, to do what God has called you to do. But you better learn from the lesson today that it's, it's not about your qualifications. It's about who's calling you to do what God has called you to do. Oh, say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, God is calling you. God is calling you and he's not concerned about your excuses. He, he's not concerned about you feeling like you are, are not worth it or, or that you can't talk or, or any of that. God is calling you to make a difference. Uh, hello, somebody. Oh, could after 122 years uh, oh, in the church, could God uh, be calling you to serve uh, in this great ministry? You would think that after 122 years, uh, oh, everybody's in place. Uh, to make the impact that God is calling you to make the impact. But maybe after 122 years, God is finally talking to you. Yeah, you there sitting on the pew and doing nothing. Yeah, you there who's hiding in the back in the kitchen. Yeah, you there. Maybe God is calling you to make a difference in this world. Hello, somebody in this church. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. God called him. He had the nerve to, 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 to ask God a question. Who, who shall I say sent me? Oh, and I'm so glad that uh, your, your, your program committee is uh, uh, know the word and read the word and gave this uh, text uh, a context. For God said that I am that I am. Hello, somebody. I am that I am. In modern day terms, we can, in describing God, we can only say that God is. Oh, and the old preachers back in the day when they preached this text say that God is anything that you need. God is anything that you want. God is, oh, God is filling the blank. Hello, somebody. But before I go to the cake of the text, let's get back. Oh, to point number one, the misery of the people of God. And we're going to have three points today. We're going to talk about the misery of the people of God. We're going to talk about the messenger of the people of God. And we're going to talk about the message of the people of God. And we want Christians to know tonight uh, that Christians should depend on God for everything they need. Christians should depend upon God for everything that they need. Say to your neighbor, neighbor or neighbor, depend on God for everything. Oh, touch your neighbor on the shoulder and say, neighbor, I'm talking to you. Depend on God for everything that you need. Oh, say to Mount Pleasant Missionary Baptist Church, Mount Pleasant. Oh, Mount Pleasant. Depend on God for everything that you need. In Jesus' name. First of all, we get into the misery of the text. Uh, oh, in verse 7, God said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. Uh, I have heard their crying out because of their slave drivers, and I, have, and I am concerned about their suffering. Uh, there's some folk here today, and you came to this place, uh, and you came to this place uh, out of misery. You came to this place uh, out of suffering, you began to wonder whether or not God really does care for you. You wonder whether or not God really, really loves you because of the circumstances that are going on in your life. Oh, you wonder if God really loves you because the doctors say cancer. Oh, and you're afraid. Oh, you're concerned about whether God loves you because you're going through a divorce. Oh, you tried to love her or love him with all of your heart, but they turned not only against you, but they turned against God, and you're in a miserable place. Oh, and as a matter of fact, you become 
a miserable person. Uh, oh, we don't like to ask you how your day is going. Uh, oh, because you might really tell us how your day is going. Uh, oh, you tell us all the problems and the tribulation that you've been going through. Uh, oh, and we really just wanted to hear that you were blessed uh, and highly favored, uh, but you're going through too much, uh, and you can't play any games anymore. You can't play any more spiritual games. Uh, you can't fake it till you make it, and you're just going through a hard time. Uh, and I know this message uh, is not for Pleasantville, uh, because after all, everything here in Pleasantville uh, is pleasant. Uh, there are no trials and tribulations here in Pleasantville. There's no tribulations uh, up in Mount Pleasant. After all, your name is Pleasant. Uh, oh, you don't have any troubles. Uh, you ain't never had no tribulation in the 122 years uh, of this church. Uh, all you know uh, is pleasantry. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, that's a lie from the pit of hell. <laughs> because even in Pleasantville, you have problems. Uh, even in Mount Pleasant, you may have some problems. Uh, I know, preacher, it ain't been easy all the time up in here, up in here. Oh, and God is sending me to here today to tell somebody that he's heard about your misery. He's heard about your problems. He's heard about your sufferings. And as a result, he wants me to let you know that he is concerned. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, poor neighbor, God is concerned about you. Slap him in the face. Don't slap him now. Don't slap him. But say, neighbor, poor neighbor, God is concerned about you. Oh, some of you are in a miserable marriage. Some of you go to miserable works. Some of you have miserable children. And they gave birth to miserable grandchildren. Some of you, oh, some of you had miserable bills. You know what a miserable bill is? A miserable bill is a bill that has babies. Oh, you don't have the first notice. You on the third notice. Oh, you're going through misery. You're going through heartaches. You're going through trials. You're going through tribulation. But God God says today, uh, oh, that I'm concerned about you. You were thinking about throwing in the towel. You were thinking about taking your own life. Uh, and God is concerned about you. You were thinking about quitting. You were thinking about going to a new church. Uh, but God is uh, concerned about your suffering. God loves you. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. Oh, neighbor. God hasn't forgotten you. God hasn't forgotten you. Nehemiah, Nehemiah 9 and 9 says, You saw the sufferings of our forefathers in Egypt. You heard their cry at the Red Sea. He was concerned about them and heard their cry when, oh, they were in slavery. He was concerned about them and heard their cry when they were about to be delivered right there at the Red Sea. You know that story about how, oh, Moses is finally let uh, uh, talk to Pharaoh into letting his people go. Uh, and after he talked to them and they went out and let out, uh, oh, they came up uh, upon the Red Sea uh, and all of a sudden uh, they looked back uh, and saw Pharaoh's armies uh, coming after them after they thought they had been delivered, after they thought they had been set free. Oh, that's a, that's a great uh, tribulation when you think you overcame. Uh, that's a great tribulation when the cancer it's no longer in remission. It's back again and you've dealt with it over and over and over again and now it's back and you thought you had been set free. You thought you had been delivered and now you're losing sight on the God that set you free in the first place. But God sent me here today to remind you what happened as they were up against the Red Sea, two mountains on both sides, Pharaoh's army and back of them. But what happened what happened was is God made a highway in the midst of the sea. God has power today to make highways in the middle of your seas to enable you to overcome your miseries. He can set you free the first time. He can set you free the second time. He can do and he's able to do exceedingly above anything you ask or imagine. So why are you worried about your misery? 
Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor! Oh, neighbor! Why are you married? Worried about your misery? God was concerned about them being mistreated, being abused and misused. God was concerned about them even after he set them free and they cried out on the side of the Red Sea. God is concerned about you, Mount Pleasant. Hello, somebody. And he knows your misery. God is concerned about you, Bethlehem, and he knows your misery. He, he knows everything that you've been going through this last year or these last couple of months. He knows that the devil is trying to change the name of Paul's Valley to Death Valley. But don't you realize that he has you there to make sure that name doesn't change. It's still Paul's Valley or it's still the Valley of Hope. David said, yea, no, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I fear no evil. And there's some folk, you've been afraid. So afraid you made yourself miserable. But God says, I'm concerned about your misery. I'm concerned about your misery. I know what you're going through. God said, indeed, I've seen the misery of my people. I've heard they're crying out because of their slave drivers. And I am concerned about their suffering. Hello, somebody. When God became concerned about their suffering, even before he sent a miracle, he chose a messenger for the people of God. Oh, in verse 11 it says, But Moses said to God, Who am I? that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt. God chose a messenger and Mount Pleasant, whenever you go through misery, it's not time to sit down on cards. You've got to remember that God chose a messenger and his name is Reverend Kurt D. Rush. God chose him for such a time as this, for such a season as this. God chose the man of God before he even did any miracles. You've seen how God has used him in the past. You've seen how God under his leadership helped him to build this building. You've seen how God has done all this stuff in his life. You've seen him grow. You've seen him become the moderator. So why are you concerned about what's going on up in here? You've got to be concerned about standing behind and following the man of God and do what the man of God says in Jesus' name. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, follow your pastor. Hey, your pastor may not be a Russian. He may be a Eton. Your pastor may not be a Russian. He, he may be a Pluckett. Your pastor may not be an Eton, but he may be a Johnson. Your you follow your pastor because God chose a, a man of God before he did any miracles. He chose a man of God and you've got to be willing to stand behind that man of God and you've got to do what the young folk do. You've got to rise or die. Hello somebody. <laughs> I'm going to ride or die. You have to tell that picture pastor. Say pastor, we're going to ride or die. It's us against the world. And also pastor, I want to let you know as moderator, we're going to ride a tie. We're going to join teams. People trying to put enmity between us. But God chose this man for this time for the Chickasaw District in Jesus' name. And it's time for us to get behind him. It's time for us to follow his lead. It's time for us to ride and die in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. He was chose for a time such as this. I know it's been miserable in the district, but you better keep your eyes on God. 
know some folk have sat down on you, but you better keep your eyes on the Lord. I know some preachers don't like you, but you better keep your eyes on the Lord in Jesus' name. In Jesus. Go ahead and give God a hand cup of praise up in here, up in here. Because before we get delivered from our miseries, there has to be a man of God, a messenger chose for such a time as this. And brother, you have been chosen undoubtedly for such a time as this. And we need your leadership. We need you to stand up like your daddy should. We need you to stand up like your grandpa should. You need to stand up like the legacy that is in you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Give God a hand clap of praise up in here. Up in here, up in here. I know it's been miserable leading folk who can't get along. Babies, hello somebody, fighting over little stuff. But God has sent me here to let you know, moderator Russian, and to let you know, Mount Pleasant, it's time for you to lead at this hour. It's time for you to set a course with God and say, oh, I'm going to go all the way with God in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hello, somebody. Am I talking to somebody? Hello, somebody. Give God a hand clap of praise. Up in here, up in here. Moses was concerned about who sent him. Moses in, 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 in Exodus chapter 4, verse 10, Moses said to the Lord, Oh, Lord, I have never been eloquent neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant I am slow of speech and tongue hello somebody why are you telling why are you making excuses hello somebody we all got weaknesses hello somebody as a matter of fact he usually choose somebody that's messed up hello somebody we all have weaknesses we all think we can't do what we can do I know I have weaknesses one of my weaknesses is dyslexia and God chose me not only to read and to preach but to write and I say all the time Lord why did you lose somebody with a good mind to write hello somebody he tells me you don't even need to be concerned about that I chose you hello somebody and God chose you moderator regardless of your weaknesses hello somebody we know it ain't that you can't speak because you're one of the greatest preachers of our times but you may have other weaknesses but don't worry about your weaknesses hello somebody church don't worry about your weaknesses oh Bethlehem don't worry about your weaknesses oh don't worry about your weaknesses all you have to know is that God called you. Hello, somebody. God chose me. And he called me. He knows all my weaknesses. He, he knows what people like about me. And he knows what people dislike about me. And he chose me anyway. Hello, somebody. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, don't hate, don't hate, because he chose me. <laughs> don't hate, don't hate, because <laughs> he chose me. He chose me. He was a messenger. And most messengers have a message. Hello, somebody. And the message was, God said to Moses, I am that I am. This is what you have to say to the Israelites, that I am sent me to you. <laughs> I am sent me to you. Okay, it covers it all, pastors. You may be having a time pastoring your church 
you going through a miserable time. But this next Sunday, all you have to do is go and let the people know, saying, I am sent me. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Moderator, us the next time you're in a meeting and you see folk looking at you crazy, say, I am sent me. Hello, somebody. Am I talking to somebody? For I know this message is, uh, is more than for Mount Pleasant and uh, our moderator. This message is for all of us. Uh, for all of us who's in misery. All of us uh, who's concerned about making through the next day and the day after that. All of us uh, who are sick in our body. All of us uh, who are going through marriage troubles and tribulations. All of us uh, that are going through financial difficulty. All of us uh, whose children are acting crazy. All of us uh, who grandbabies don't even know God. All of us, we've got to go back and let our family know, let our boss say, the I am sent me. Hello, somebody. And guess what? If I am sent you, he's all that you need. <laughs> if I am sent you, He's all that I need to get by. He's all that I need. Hello, somebody. He's all that I need. Exodus 2.24 says, God heard their groanings. And he reminded uh, his covenant of Moses. And with Isaac and with Jacob. You see, he heard their groanings. And he was reminded of the covenant that was made with Abraham. That's history. We're here today to celebrate the history. 122 years. And God is going to bless you today because of Abraham. Oh, because of Paul, because of, of Gibbons, because of David and Fisher and Hill and Wilson. Oh, because of Alexander, because of Johnson twice, J.J. Johnson twice. Hello, somebody. Because of Beatty. Hello, somebody. Willis, Curry, and Henderson. Because of Cooper, Higgins, and Turner. Because of all of these till we get to the present day. Oh, Kirk D. Rush. It's more than just about who you are. It's about the covenant that's a darling to me back in the beginning. Hello, somebody. Give God a hand cover praise up in here, up in here. Give God and have a praise up in here. God heard their groanings and he remembered his covenant with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. Hello, somebody. He heard that. And, and, and really, that's the meat of the text. Hello, somebody. God is that he is. But the meat of the text is that God is a promise keeper. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. Oh, neighbor. God is a promise keeper. Hello, somebody. And the covenant that he made it, he made to your ancestors. Guess what? He can keep it for me. So I can leave this 122nd church anniversary looking forward to the future that God has for us. And there we say that God has more for you than in the past. Hello, somebody. That God wants to do greater things here in Mount Pleasant. God wants to do greater things here in Pleasantville. God wants to do greater things to you. Moderator Russian and Pastor Russian. God oh, wants to do more and that's greater ahead of you than what's behind you. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, poor neighbor, there's more to the story. <laughs> it's not over yet. <laughs> Somebody can say, and I'm not over yet. I came here thinking I had, I was defeated. I came here thinking that I was going to die. But God told me that he's concerned about my misery. And God chose a messenger to tell you what God says. And because he chose a messenger who gave a message, then you can leave here today knowing that it's going to be all right. Hello, somebody. 
and sang the words of the choir. The night is over. It's morning time. Hello, somebody. The night is over. It's morning time. Hello, somebody. And for the young folk, oh, and the words of Diddy, hello, good morning. <laughs> God is about to bless you. You said, preacher, they'll get it. You, they got it. You didn't, but they get it. <laughs> God is all. Hello, somebody. God's trying to remind you. God is all that you need. Hello, somebody. Let me say that again. That needs to get into you. God is all that you need. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. I'm going to close by sharing a poem. I think it's by a poet, uh, Moonby Canada, I think his last name. It says that God is. God is the refuge. God is the rock. God is the one who sets eternal clocks. God is the treasure. God is the answer. God is the pleasure. God is the adventure. God is the right, the reason, and reality. God is the light, the judge, and finality. God is the hope and glory above all things. God is who he spoke brought forth living beings. God is the power. God is the passion and supremacy. God is our unbelievable, unbearable dream king. God is wisdom. God is a beautiful king. God is the vision. God is all good things. God is mercy. God is just. God is all we need. God is the holy core and the sacred mystery. God is, and therefore so are we. God is what his word says. God is love. And God loves you today. Regardless of the misery that you've gone through to this point. God loves you. God loves you. We all have to go through some things in this life. But just because you go through some things doesn't mean that God don't love you. Hello somebody. The prosperity preachers will teach you different. But true people of God will suffer. Hello, somebody. Suffer for the right and not the wrong. And even if we suffer for the wrong, if we repent, God will forgive us of our sins and allow us to come into and stay into that personal, intimate relationship with him. Church, Mount Pleasant, Moderator Russian. God is all that you need. Give God a hand clap of praise up in here, up in here. Deacons, will you come? All eyes closed and heads about. Deacons, will you come? I'm so glad that God is all that I need. I'm so glad that Jesus realized that in that garden of Gethsemane as he was praying. Because God needed him to be a sacrifice. And it would be his job to become what we needed. And we needed a sacrifice. A perfect sacrifice. And Jesus said that I'll go and I'll die. And in that garden of Gethsemane, he said, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. He left that garden of Gethsemane. And he left and he went and he was beaten, mocked, and scorned. Because God is 
the sacrifice that we need. Put a crown of thorn on his head. Put a cross on his back after they had beaten him. Led him through that street called Golgotha to that hill called Golgotha. On that hill called Golgotha nailed him to the cross. Because God is the sacrifice. Say, raise him up. God, God himself, Jesus Christ, said, I give my spirit over. Because they couldn't take it away. Because God needed a sacrifice. He died and he was taken from the cross and put in a borrowed tomb. He stayed in a borrowed tomb for three days and I'm so glad that he rose again on that third day. Because God was the sacrifice that we needed. And there's somebody here today, you don't know Jesus Christ and the pardon of your sins. And this will be a wonderful time to come and give your life to Jesus Christ. All you have to do is believe that Jesus died for your sins, was buried, and raised again on the third day. And today, we can celebrate even more for the reason why this church has been here for 122 years. is for the redemption of mankind. If you're here today and you haven't given your life to Jesus Christ, come right now in Jesus' name. There may be others who are here today. You may need to, to be baptized. You, you may need a church. Hello home. again, this, this is, is Pastor Michael Eaton. I've been your host for today's years. program. Before we sign off, we just want to make sure right, that you have a personal relationship with God. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life or get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God. The thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms, and his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only Son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for my sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen. And praise the Lord. If you pray that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing. For now you are a child of the living King. Because you're a child of the living King, you have to find God's family. And that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. We love and believe by faith that you've been born household of faith here at Bethlehem. Again, we're at 311 North Dunbar in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. But if you're listening throughout the world, listening throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China, we're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up and the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home. A baby born needs to be a baby born in the family because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. And you must find a church home. 
Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home and put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor Mike Weeton, the, the senior Lord. pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart. If if your life has changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life, we just want to thank God for how he's working in your life, but we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've calling this program Vision to Reality. And this is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms. And we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. And you can hear it. Uh, tap the link on the MySpace page or... Uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality, and that's where you can give to the building. And we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did. He raised his funds. It was just people, ordinary, everyday people, $25 that helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed. I think that's God. And I believe God can do it for us. And we want you to give. Once again now, if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to Vision to Reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, state of the arts, build a reality because you've taken time to give. 25, 50, 10, 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you so we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com.